The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table. Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all that you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel comes from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke that only has 24 chapters. So it's coming to the conclusion. But all the way since the end of the ninth chapter, Jesus told his disciples that he was turning and moving towards Jerusalem. Jerusalem would be the place of his rejection, his suffering, his death on the cross. As his, and as he was moving ever closer to Jerusalem, he was instructing his disciples on what it means to follow him, what's involved. And as the disciples heard and learned more and more about this incredible mission that Jesus was entrusting to them and to us, they felt totally inadequate. And so they make this plaintive cry for help. Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith. We feel so weak, so powerless to be able to do all that you expect of us. Who hasn't heard somebody say that? I wish I had more faith or ask the Lord, increase my faith. In the Gospel of Matthew, there is that concept of little faith. Jesus a number of times says to disciples, oh, you of little faith. But in some of the other Gospels, they see faith a little differently. We're either living out of our faith or we're not. And I would contend, and you could tell me if I'm off, that in any given week or any given day, you and I move in and out of faith. Sometimes we feel very convicted in our faith and other times we feel weak. We feel maybe 
inadequate. And so that plea for the disciples is one that I think all of us could identify with. But one understanding of what faith is, is once a disciple has had an encounter with Jesus, has come to know Jesus, and wants to follow Jesus, from that comes a system of convictions. We see the world a certain way. And because we see the world a certain way, we live according to those convictions. In the first reading today from the prophet Habakkuk, Habakkuk lived at a very difficult time for the people of Israel. And so Habakkuk goes to, stands on the walls of the old city, and he looks up and laments to God, where are you? Where are you? Have you forgotten your people? Why does it appear that the evil people seem to win out? What happened to your presence? We're trying to be your people. And we could understand something about that plea of Habakkuk. Sometimes I think we can all look at the world around us and say, what's happened? Where is the victory of Christ? Because sometimes the world can seem pretty dark. Darkness sometimes seems to be winning. And so we know what Habakkuk was talking about. But God says to Habakkuk, write down this vision on these tablets. And then he tells them, hold on to the vision. The vision will surely come. It will not disappoint. It may not be on our timetable, but it will not let us down. Father John Sr., who is the chancellor at Catholic Theological Union in Hyde Park, a school for lay ministers and religious priests, recently wrote about last fall at Catholic Theological Union. As the students came back for the year, people were reeling from the Pennsylvania Attorney General's report on the sexual abuse. That report that I think was so discouraging for so many of us. It seemed that no matter what efforts the church has made, it seems not to be able to get ahead of that terrible scandal in sin. And so the faculty decided to have a listening session, an open forum for all the students, the staff, the faculty. And Father Senior says the first so many minutes were fairly predictable. People expressed a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, especially with the leadership of the church. People talked about how disheartened they were and how they were tempted to leave the church that had been such a part of their life for so long. People talked about their discouragement. And then all of a sudden, a young woman, a ministry student, stood up and said, well, I understand the anger and the frustration, 
because of my feelings, my love for the church, my gratitude to the church, I see myself as a first responder. When people are fleeing the burning building, I feel it's my job to head into it, to try to heal it, to try to right the church. Father Senior writes how it was a moment in a conversation that kind of changed the tone. Oh yes, people were still angry and frustrated, but people began then to talk about what their Catholic faith means to them, how grateful they were for belonging to a community of faith where people, in a sense, supported each other in a way of living. They talked about how grateful they were for the sacraments and especially how important the message of Jesus is and that in some level it's almost inconceivable to try to live that by oneself. We always need one another. I mention that because I think we live in a time when there is a lot of discouragement that darkness does seem sometimes to win out, to be so powerful. And we can, in a sense, feel our faith being weakened. And we know people who have left the building, so to speak. And yet, Habakkuk is told by God to write down the vision, to write it down on tablets. So in dark times, People can go and remember what is so important for us to hold on to. Think about what you might write down on a tablet about your Catholic Christian faith. There's a few for me. I still believe that God is in charge of the world. Despite how on any given day things can seem pretty bleak. It's still God's world. And God is a God of mercy and forgiveness and always new possibilities. I also believe this about you and I. We are created in God's image. And though that image gets tarnished often, we're still basically good people, capable of great things. I believe that we need the church we need each other. And it's been my experience, and hopefully many of yours, that the experience of the church is that the whole is always greater than the sum of its parts. I've been in incredibly poor parishes and see a small band of people do marvelous things. If you've been a prisoner here for any length of time, you could give testimony to exactly the same thing the acts of charity, of mercy, the response to the poor, the strengthening people in connections with one another, that's the power of the church. And I believe in Jesus, especially. In what way of life, as difficult as it could be, stands for. That's the kind of thing that Habakkuk was being told by God. That's what's worth writing down holding on to for dear life. We gather week after week. We hear the word of God. 
who are invited to be nourished with the love of Christ himself in the Eucharist. And we're told in so many ways that the vision, as long as it might seem delayed, is worth waiting for, is worth living for with all of the power of our lives and God's grace. As God tells Habakkuk about the vision, God tells each one of us, don't worry, it will not disappoint.